Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hope This Is Helpful podcast, where we share our interable perspective on everything and nothing. I am your host, Tiara Harris, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Leon Harris. All right, so let's get into it. If you're new here, welcome. We appreciate you. We're going to start off with a segment that I finally put a name to, which is called Y'all Little Friend. Where we share stories about our five-year-old daughter. Since you will not get to see her on this podcast, but you can see her on our vlogs if you watch them on Harris Hope and Humor on YouTube. But you're probably already here because you're watching the podcast. Possibly, unless they're listening on wherever people Apple, listen to podcasts at. YouTube, <laughs> all of the podcasts. I actually don't feel ready today with a story. I don't ever feel ready with a story. So my story is going to be, we have a new kid. Oh, you want to talk about, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'll let you go that route and I'll go back to the, the old uh, kid. And we're going to definitely have a whole episode dedicated to this because we just recently had an episode dedicated to a service dog. Um, but now we have a five, a four-year-old, almost five-year-old pit bull lab mix. His name is Judd, and he is all the way different than the last dog we had for three days. <laughs> um, he's basically like a little service guard dog. He's not a service dog. He's basically like a guard dog. Um, he came pretty trained, pretty good with commands. He's stubborn sometimes, but that's because he's old, so we get along. He ain't really um, that old, though. He act like it. <clears throat> he, he really is like, like a teenager. He act like pop up to me. Yeah, he has his pop up moments. But um, yeah, I like him. I'm glad we have him. Still trying to learn how to navigate with him and what he what to expect from him and what he expects from me. But uh, my story is my dog lays upside down on the couch at night, which is hilarious to me. Um, I'm gonna share something about Noel that we had we really don't share at all about um, parenting and. I the reason why I don't talk about it is because I think I'm still very emotional and I'm still like working through how I feel about it and I think I'm also very protective and so um I kind of like I think I'm still on the fence about mm-hmm. how much I comfortably want to share but I also know that we are not the only ones and there's a whole community of people who are probably literally in the same boat as us but with that said uh, we are learning that Noel is not your average kid. And so um, that means that in some areas we have to be more patient, more observant, more intentional, um, more present. And so I went on her class trip with her. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a very cute experience. I actually enjoyed having that reminder of kids, like seeing the world through the eyes of kids and how excited they get about the things that we probably take for granted or just as like second nature. So walking from the school to the theater was like, it wasn't terrible, but it's just like, I was just very observant of like what these kids do, like Mm. how they take it all in. Are they excited? Are they nervous? And so she was so excited to like, we'd walk by the car. So she's like telling all her friends, that's our car. Hi car. And like waving at the car. And we went to a theater to see a production of um, Pout Pout Fish. And it was just cute to see how excited they were. They were actually really patient waiting for it to start. And then how excited they were when the show was happening. And I was telling Leon how confused they were after every act when people were clapping. um, That they were like, is it over? And I'm like, no. Is it over? I'm like, no. Um, But then when it was, she was like, and I forget exactly where she used because it was so cute. But she was like, that was like amazing or that was awesome. Or that was like lovely. Mm. Lovely might have been the word she used. She's like, that was lovely. And so we were like, go to leave. And she's telling the lady like, thank you. That was lovely. Like on our way out. It was just the cutest little thing. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it didn't completely end well. But all in all, it was like a good time. And it's, I like to see her grow and use new words Mm -hmm. and actually like be able to put a word with her emotions about different things. That's something else that I've noticed about her lately. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with y'all little friend and our new y'all other new little friend. Mm -hmm. Um, so our another, our next segment, um, I think I named this one as well. 
And I think I put it in my notes and I don't have time to find it. Uh, hmm? Oh, here we go. Podcast segments. All in our business. It's going to be the name of our next segment where we basically pull an intimacy card and we tell y'all, we answer the question in front of you guys. And it's all in our business because some of these are kind of intimate. They are um, the and cards, couples edition by the company Skin Deep. I Again, I mentioned this, I think on the last episode, I do want to get a different deck of cards. But for now, here we are. Let's see if this is a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you what the question is and the reason why I'm not going to answer it. The question was, why do you think your work is more important than mine? And I don't feel like we think that way, so. There's no point of answering that question. This is not Kanye and Kim. Leon's probably going to give a funny answer. If you could have something of mine, what would it be and why? Your ass. No. Not what I thought Uh, you were going to say. No, I'm playing. Must be because it ain't your face. Um, Lord knows I do not want the dreamability. (laughs) Do not. You don't want to be a dreamer? Heck no. I guess the research. I don't. I don't research. I don't. Oh, like I get. I, yeah, I guess the research more in like um deep, deep research. I kind of I look up what I need to fix something. You know what's funny about that? First of all, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Because um, I actually thought you were going to say my ability to walk. Um, <laughs> oh, y'all got that. You can feel. I don't want to feel everything. <laughs> you stub your toe, it hurts. But I also, sometimes I wonder, like, when I'm researching, is it really research? Like, I would love to, like, know I mean, what research looks like to an actual researcher. But I mean, no, I was just saying that because sometimes I, I do dive and I'm like. I've seen really? searches. You dive. I accidentally, like, be looking at them like, well, I'm like 85 tabs for one thing. So, yeah, you be diving. I mean, what do you mean? Again, you do. I, I mean, you probably do what I do. Like I said, it's for, like, a question you have. Uh, yeah, I don't think I deep dive as well as you do. I mean, for work I do, but in regular life, nah, I don't deep dive for none of my mental health stuff like I should. Probably because I'm scared. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't deep dive with kids stuff because I feel like it's too much information. I'm being overwhelmed. Um, yeah, I just deep dive for technical stuff because mm. I know there's an answer. I don't think I deep dive in certain stuff because you're going to find, I feel like in my mind, you find what you're looking for. So if you curate a search, it's going to look exactly for that. So it's going to kind of go along with your, not yeah. you, but it just, yeah. I'm just also crazy thinking too. You know what I actually don't like about myself? What? That I have so many tabs open. Yeah, that's I actually really don't like it. You know what I need to it's do? Not, you're not alone at all. You're not. A, I know some people that have 60, literally 60 every day. But you, you know what it is? Them. Like, I think it's, um, like ev- people have different forms of clutter and I mm-hmm. think that's my clutter. Yeah. I feel like I need to like find the energy and the patience to devote a, a set time to like uh deep clean all of my tabs. You just got a one day you just one day gotta close. You gotta just close it and start fresh. Because be honest with you, you're gonna close and you're like I didn't even need all the tabs over. I'm almost positive I don't need And have then like then you'll do it again in two weeks later and be like I got all these tabs. Like it's just, it's a cycle. Then you know what I end up doing? I'll put, I'll put stuff in my notes that I'm like, this one I need to save because I want to come back to it. And then it's like more than likely I don't go back to it, or I don't go back to as many as I've actually. So then my notes become cluttered. Don't worry about that. Like, but I don't like it. It feels like um, in in my mind it feels like a a notebook that should have dividers and it doesn't. See the beauty of the beauty of and I mean you. I don't want to say you don't appreciate it. You may not understand it. The beauty of nowadays is you can have all that clutter in your phone and you can just type in two words and find it instantly. Which is nice. I, I do. Like, that's what I did saying? just like now to clutter, find the podcast. Yeah, you can have the clutter. The, you can just the do a segment search. names. That part does come in handy. <sighs> but the thought of it being like not in individual folders where it's like this is all mm-hmm. for hope. This is helpful. This is all for like Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. Like I... In my mind, I want it to yeah, be more organized and beautiful, aesthetic. But the reality is it feels like the notes just feel like I, it's like 
me hiding the things I don't know how to file away properly. It's like a file cabinet without the individual folders. It's just like all in there. It's just like I got to rummage through and it's weird. Okay, so what's something of yours that I would want? I've been thinking about this as you were answering. There's actually more than one thing and I don't know how to pick. Like do? <laughs> I um I like how patient you are. But I think wanting your patience makes me feel like I don't have any, which I know is not true. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've definitely, I am ext- way more patient than I used to be. And I definitely thank God for answering that prayer of providing me with more patience. Unfortunately, I feel like it comes with having to go through things that <laughs> make you more patient. Yeah. Um, I guess if I picked one thing, I would pick your playfulness. I think you're way more playful than I am. You're way more silly than I can be like I feel like I can be silly but you are not easily embarrassed and that's something I'm kind of like I am I just don't show it I'm very but like you will do you will do things for content and be like I don't really care oh yeah like where I am like I don't know but then you're also like into video games and you're into um imaginary play with her like I think that sometimes I wish I was more playful and those type of ways. You don't want this work. This is because I'm a kid. I'm still trying to grow up. But the thing about it is, you know why I want it? Because I feel like I didn't get to grow up. Oh. You feel like well, you no. Up. I'm you sorry. Like I feel like I had to grow up. Yeah. I didn't get to have a child. And that's another thing. I think that's me too, though. I think that's why I lived it. Cause it I makes me so it. emotional because like, yeah. I like hate it. Because I'm grown enough that I can do the things I didn't get to do as a kid. Like, I can, if I want to play video games for three hours, yeah, I'll do I mean. I don't get to, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> like I don't have a time limit. I don't, I can play as loud. Like, yeah, I think that probably, yeah. Like, I really I'm envy. I'm not talking to my therapist about this one. I really envy people who are like, I love play. It's so great. Especially because you know how beneficial it is to parenting. And I'm like, the idea of imaginary play really bothers it's not always, me. I, I mean, I'm saying it's not always easy. But no, I mean... The funny part is the funny part. I mean, I don't know. People change. I feel like that, that was the that was why I was attracted to you because you was more serious to me. Mm. So like, because like I get my I get my stuff done. I'm not immature. I get what I need to get done. But yeah, I like to play and joke. I don't I don't ever like to be serious. Yeah, I don't take nothing serious. What I mean, which is the exact reason why I was I like you was because you helped me to remember to. Let my hair down and be silly and be fun and not take things so seriously. And it's not that I I don't feel like I take everything as seriously as I used to. But I also think that's still different than like wanting to pretend to be these characters who do things that don't make sense to me and that aren't realistic. Even in play. Like why are we playing with Barbie or let's say, for example, yeah, why are we playing with Barbie and then somehow, like, we're jumping off of, like, cliffs or, like, we're naked? Like, See, that's the fun part. I just be like, this don't make sense. And then she got to feed me the lines. Girl. I think the It just play adds a layer of stress. Is, I think our play with our daughter is different just because. I don't think it is. No, I do think it's Okay, so so then maybe my comparison is coming from somebody else's kid who may be different and they didn't realize it yet then. (laughs) Because somebody else was like, oh, I actually love playing like imaginary play. Like they're so into it. But their kid also feeds them lines. But knowing who I'm referring to, maybe they just ain't realize that they kid is different yet. I also wonder if your job and your career has a part to do with that. Like, but I think my, I think having to grow up led me to my job and my career. Oh, because you was like not like that. I like, like I think your job I've is always life or death. So it was you. There was there wasn't too much time to play. Like yeah, you know, on your off time. But but I wonder if that's the trauma response, and that's what made me grow up is to to keep us safe. I became mm-hmm. the caregiver. I became the one to like make sure everybody was like good. Like, there was already somebody who was making us laugh. So, like, maybe my job was, like, keeping each other safe. Like, you know, I'm not going to go into more detail. But I think, I think part, I wonder if Mm -hmm. part of who I felt like I had to become led me to the job that I had. Which, you know, again, even though I'm still not doing it, I do still enjoy taking care of people. So, it could also just be coincidental. But I also feel like. It does suck sometimes that I don't feel super playful. But what also doesn't help is that um, knowing our kid, I I can't give the amount that I want to give and it be enough. 
Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's it always goes too far. Mm-hmm. It's always too long. Um, and that's hard because I'm trying to meet her where she is, but like I don't think she um, I don't think she really picks up on like a lot of social clues. No, it's not that much. And so I think like she doesn't kind of understand like when a joke needs to end, when like when is the time to stop, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I would take your playfulness. All right, so let's get into our topic for today, which is that's what we should. That's that's the name of the episode. The bull. The bull. What is like to have to deal with Medicaid? And all of its fine, intricate details. All right. So, yeah, I guess let me just, uh, this is my life. Um, Being due to me being paralyzed, I'm able to qualify for Medicaid. I don't know if my hand's in the camera. I'm able to qualify for Medicaid. I'm able to qualify for Social Security and Medicaid. But because my wife made too much, some of my assets, I haven't, and I'm working now, I don't think I qualify for SSI. Um. But I am on Medicaid. I use what I have in our state. We have a home care based services waiver. And basically that allows me to be at home and receive services as needed. I can still have um, a home health aid to help me do what I need to do or a caregiver, which my wife does. Um, Different states allow the spouses to do it versus some states where your spouse can't get paid to do it. Um, But family members can do it in most states. Um, what this waiver also provides me is they do some modifications to the house to make sure it's safe. I could have got grab bars. I got a, I did get a ramp put onto the back of the house and some other things. Uh, you also get meals, free meals if you need it, um, a life alert thingy, and something else. Um, it's a nice. The, the waiver is nice. Um, the issue is it's based off of medical eligibility and financial eligibility. Um, and somewhere along the lines, because of COVID, they had an exemption where they were allowing people to qualify just based off, I guess, medical eligibility, not so much financial. And we ended up getting caught into a loophole once I started working where I got cut off for about a month of my services because I had too much income. Um This was annoying to us because I had been calling around for about eight months to mm-hmm. verify, to check with anybody in the state to see if my income was too much, um, to make sure they knew I was working. And I was told I was fine, fine, fine. And then I got cut off. And then I was running around for two months to find out it was a glitch that I got cut off. But in doing that, I found out something that I had no idea about. Um, there is, uh, um, I don't even know what the kind of thing call it. There is irrevocable trust. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I was trying to like, what is, what do you generalize? Like loophole. Oh, uh, there is a way to still be medically financially. I mean, to be financially, financially eligible for Medicaid and long-term services, which is the home health care, a home based care waiver or something like that. I always forget it like that. HBCS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called an irrevocable trust. It's called a Miller trust. There's other names for it, but basically somebody else in your family is your trustee. So they're over your financial decisions. Um, so basically all your income will go into this trust and it kind of shields your income from Medicaid. So that you can remain eligible for services. I am still in the process and I don't understand how all this works. Yeah, we um, we did get the trust. We had to get a lawyer. Um, it can average, I think, between five to thousand dollars for the lawyer to set in it up in Delaware or at, uh, in just general? all over. Just I, was uh, doing I thought it was more than that. Okay, go ahead. Ours was cheaper. No, I thought it could have been more. I, I thought it could have been. Like oh, I apologize. Yeah, 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 it could be. Yeah, it could be more than that. I apologize. Yeah, it could, it could start at around like five and then go up from there. Yeah. I should say. Sorry. Um, so it, it happened. It was it was really quick. They had to bring in another another lawyer because of my Medicaid situation, but um, it was handled very quickly. But you set up an account, you set up a trust, and then after you set up the trust, your trustee sets up an account in your name, and then all your income gets deposited into that account. And then what happens is your trustee will then 
uh, withdraw the money you need for your living expenses. Your living expenses, yes. Yeah. Um, they basically say drain the account because if you don't drain the account, and again, just I'm giving a generalized information on my case, on my situation. There are other situations where you can be in a nursing home facility and you have an irrevocable trust and you have to pay um, a welfare tax or some type mm. of something like mm. that. You have to pay a certain percentage to be able to live in a, a nursing home. I don't have that situation. So all my money is my money. But if I were to pass away and there were any money left in that account, my family would not get that money. Medicaid would take that money back. Yeah. Um, so that's one caveat. They say try to drain it as fast as you can. Um, it's just a headache. Um, I've been running around. I feel like I've been just running around. And the issue is I started working to get off of services, but I'm in an in-between uh, income level where I can't uh, take care of everything I need to take care of for myself. Without it. Without it. So yeah. uh, I was just trying to figure out what I can do. Apparently, I just made too much over. It's just... It's not always clear and everyone isn't on the same page, even in the state. Um, I've had four different people that work for different agencies regarding with the state and everyone was confused. Um, I had to do my own kind of research. We had what, a social worker help us, one of our friends. Mm -hmm. um, and I could I should have been had to trust. Somebody told us about this before and I just uh, dragged my wheels. Um, I'm so sorry. It's just frustrating. It's just annoying. Um, the system is really, I, I get it as a human that they have to have some checks and balances because people will abuse the system, but, and now they're doing this unwinding basically of COVID and so they're knocking people off. I think they were, I think somebody tried to, I think the Senate or something tried to block it, but it's a mess. I just want to be off of, to be honest, again, like I said, I just want to be off of government assistance. I don't trust it. I don't like it. I feel like they trap you. They try to they try to trap you and keep you in a hold of poverty so that you can rely on them. Even though they don't want you to rely on them, they want you to rely on them. Yeah. There's no way to get out unless you just say, believe it, and I'm just going to get out. Yeah. You have to either be what I would consider, or my assumption is you have to be okay with being poor. Mm-hmm. And you have to be comfortable in that. and Or you have to be <laughs> extremely wealthy. Um, because like, not only does it not make sense that like financially you can take care of yourself because you're able to work a job now. And I think that's mainly because of the option to work from home. Mm -hmm, so sure. if you're able to put in these hours, but, but it, with that said, like you're able to put in these hours to financially provide for yourself. I don't like it is wild to me that that means like you don't require Care. assistance yeah. because you're still in the house and I'm still caring for you. And even with you putting in the hours that you're putting in at your job, the things that you need assistance with has not changed at all. <laughs> and so like, it's wild to me that there, that the two are like even in the line with each other. And then in addition to that, it is, well, right now it's your secondary insurance, so it covers the difference of what your primary insurance doesn't cover, or it gives you the option to not have to pay out of your pocket for insurance through your job because you yeah. already qualify for this that. insurance that is provided through Medicaid. So I'm just trying to give a little bit more substance to like what type of things it looks like to not have. So it does become a little... Uh, and for me, it becomes a little scary. Like I completely understand his thought process and I completely support his decision. It's just a matter of, you know, us having to sit down and say, well, how much money do we need to make to comfortably be able to say, like, we're going to do away with this? Because another concern was what do we do in the future when we're older mm -hmm. and I'm unable to take care of you where it's where we do have to bring somebody in? Does that mean that we need to financially be making enough money or have enough like income coming in that maybe like we we didn't have to work for um to pay this person to come in if we decide to come off of the the government <clears throat> services because I, I from what i heard it is a process to say like i don't want to well, be on medicaid anymore i wonder if now because i have the trust if i don't have to worry about it. well so the ideally the perfect situation would be to have the trust because now it's already set up 
we'll almost set up and then me be somewhere that I'm comfortable with being your caregiver because that's a whole nother part of the story and oh yes from then does it just become much more easy like was this just a big hurdle now once we're on the other side of this would it just become way more easy to kind of like go back to what should be coasting you know what I mean like once the trust is set up like that should keep you qualifying which means that like as long as I'm somewhere that there's no issues with me getting mm-hmm. paid and you know being able to be your caregiver do we just keep going and doing what we've been doing and then once we get to that point if of needing somebody no, else but, oh yeah we just have somebody else come in yeah underneath that same company and take over your services versus me yeah. doing it but yeah, that's what I'm saying I wonder if because I had to trust if my income doesn't count like if they don't if I'm right Right, yeah, no matter I mean, what I your income. I never thought about that. Yeah, I didn't even yeah think no about matter that. what your income becomes. I think I came like a hundred or something like that. I think after a hundred, is they start counting some stuff. Oh, yeah. So the other part of the story was so because he fell into this loophole, into this glitch, meaning his services were cut off, meaning that I stopped getting paid, and it's been a long time since I've gotten paid. And you know, granted, I'm still going to take care of him, like. My man, my man, my man. Your services have definitely <laughs> decreased a little bit since you stopped. Oh, yeah. Things. There's moments where I'm like, I I don't work here. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I do not get paid for this. I am not. No, but with that being said, so they, um, once they reinstated his services, the company that I was with, because of, I'm assuming because it was 30 days. I don't know if it was because it was 30 no, days or if closed. it was just. Because my case was actually closed. So they oh, already it was yeah, closed. They closed it out. It, yeah, when I had fourth on February the fourth, I technically was closed out. So his case got closed out, and then when once it was reopened, the, the agency, the agency I, was I was with was like, we need to redo all of the paperwork, which wasn't really like that big of a deal, but it was also an opportunity to explore other Free agencies agent. because. There's more agencies out there and they a lot of them things. offer more benefits and more pay. <laughs> so one of the things with the agency that we were with, which wasn't really ever a big deal because originally I was working. So I did carry my own retirement fund, my own set of benefits. Um, just with things changing, like Leon's considering like, oh, can I, do I need to pay for insurance through my job? Especially if I know I'm going to have Medicaid and from our experience thus far, they have I, I mean, I'm all, I feel weird saying this, but like, I feel like they've been fine w- with like covering things that need to be covered. Yeah. I'm paying for, I'm paying for two, I'm paying for insurance. I'm like, I feel like to. I'm, I'm just so used to people saying like people having this apprehension or this, or a bad experience with being on government assistance. And also, I feel like the doctors you go to and everything that oh, you need yeah, seem to be oh. covered that we haven't ran into like things getting like denied or stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to call that favor. I don't know if it's favor or not. I don't know if it's favorite because a lot of my uh, my home a lot of my will homies they love it too like they get whatever they mm. want. I yeah. mean you know their wheelchair is like basic but it's still they got the stuff they need so yeah I haven't had any issues I I've, I've been blessed Medicaid has been like for the government assistance the wheelchair I got now I absolutely love and I paid nothing for it between the mix of my my yeah. insurance so that's the that is the cap I I mean I don't know I, everything was covered under Medicaid mostly for me before. I always ran into issues when I had two insurances. Mm. It was always some little hiccups. Um, so sometimes I'm annoyed that I have insurance, that I'm paying for insurance when I still would have qualified, but I was trying to get an answer before I uh, before you before I did open the road. Yeah. Um But yeah, that is the blessing. That's I mean, that is a nice blessing, but um I don't know, some headaches ain't worth a headache. I'm going to answer this question. Somebody may not ask this question, but because it popped in my head, I'm going to go ahead and answer it. What do we do in terms of insurance for me? I am also on (laughs) government insurance. Well, I was covering her last year. I was covering her last year. And because she was on Medicaid and mine, because again, we weren't sure. Right. Because Medicaid, could, I could get cut off from Medicaid because. Yeah, because you, yeah, she could get cut off. Because at this point, I don't know if I should still even qualify. Yeah, so now like she might be in a loophole for like a couple months. But that that's the thing we were looking looking at new companies. It was like, oh well, other companies might offer insurance that now we may have the option to say which insurance is my job insurance better than your job and price wise, like where should we be? 
in terms of like, should, should you cover all of us in your, at your company or should I just cover me and Noel wherever I decide to work? So we wanted another agency that offered insurance and potentially retirement benefits. And so there was a, a company. We'll call them out. No, we just going to call them poor. Cause the whose name? <laughs> because the um, experience was poor. Extremely poor. They're experience. poor, apparently. Then apparently they're poor too. So there was a company that was recommended to us that offered more money than what I was getting paid before. Healthcare benefits, uh, retirement fund. They even paid you, I think, by the day or like weekly if you needed to. Came recommended. Um, And then we had a poor, 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 poor experience where just like the whole setup was just not, you know, to my was, to like to my preference we'll say my preference um but even just like from day one it was the whole process of the onboarding um talking to this person so i did the whole application online and then i have to talk to this person over the phone about um getting onboarded so she calls me originally i didn't even know i really had to talk to her but it was i had to give two references and so she calls me to say that she can't get in touch with my references now let's let's give days of the week this was on a Thursday that she called me, left me a message. I went to call her back the same day. And the extension that she gave me actually was somebody else's extension. And I was like, well, I don't really, I'm going to listen to the message again. Then I was like, I, I was like, okay, this was definitely the extension she gave me. But I'm going to call back tomorrow because now I feel weird <laughs> calling mm-hmm. right back. So I call her back the next day and she says to me, oh, the references you gave me did not answer the phone. Can you give me two more? And I'm like, well, why can't you just call them back or give them time to call you back? It's only been at this point. I didn't know how long it had been. I was like, oh, gosh, like, oh, my gosh, she's been trying to get in touch with these people and they're not responding. So now I'm texting both people. And one person says, oh, she left me a message yesterday, which was Thursday, the same day Mm -hmm. she left me a message. And then the other person said that she hadn't even reached out to her yet. So the person that she did reach out to that was like, oh, yeah, she left me a message. I'm going to call her back right now, calls back and can't get a can't get a hold of her. So now we go into Monday. She calls me again on Monday and she's like, I got in touch with the person, your other reference. But the first person she still hadn't gotten in touch with and wanted me to give her somebody else. Now, mind you, she's asking me to, like, give her a reference right now, right as we're on the phone. Can you just give me another person? Like I'll, I'll hold. And I'm like, so now I'm getting snippy. Um, I'll admit that I was probably snippy, (laughs) but I was frustrated. I I was extremely frustrated and I, I couldn't make sense of something that wasn't making sense to me. Tierra don't understand something. She and she wasn't everyone and she wasn't helping me understand. I needed to understand. Because then my question became, well, what's what happens if you call if I give you somebody else? Because first of all, you think they're just in my back pocket? That's the first problem. But okay, even if we don't address that part, if I give you somebody else and they don't answer, or you don't answer. Oh, because the other thing she said to me was I said my I said my reference called you back on Friday and left you a message. She said, I'm not saying that 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 didn't happen, but I'm saying that I didn't get in touch with her. Can you give me somebody different? But but make it make sense. What what was she supposed to do? So I said, Well, if I give you somebody different, tell me how do I know that we're not gonna keep running into the same problem? How do we troubleshoot the issue here? The issue is not the people, the issue is this process and I it's not making sense to me. And I was like, so she really, she's like, well, can you find out from her when I can call her? Why can't you just give a number for her to call you back or like an email? Like, can y'all do this over email? And so I said, you want me, I said, what you want me to put you on hold and text her? She was like, yeah, that's fine. And I think that's when I like might've blacked out a little bit. Cause I was like, this is dumb. This feels extremely unprofessional. And I honestly should have ran that Thursday. Well, Friday, the first time she called and was mm-hmm. like, can I get two more people? And I was like, but that don't make sense. I gave you two people. Yeah. 
We were just trying to not restart something. Yeah, trying not like feeling that pressure of like it's been over a month now mm-hmm. that I that I haven't been paid. Like how long does this process take? Um, because like I need to I need to get paid again. Mm-hmm. And also that fear of like now I don't know who else to call and what else I'm going to get into with another company. What are they going to require? How do I know that they're not going to be just as bad? Like you just kind of feel like you know. It's scary either way, so to speak. So that was the beginning. So then we kind of basically get into it, me and this girl. And so she was like, well, I don't want to work with you. Woman, I don't want to work with you. I'm going to have to get my supervisor to um, take over and um, we'll, I'll have somebody call you back. So I'm like, great. Cause she was like, I I was like, I don't really feel like you're trying to help me. Um, I was like, you know, my loved one has, is waiting to get care because honestly, like when I think about these things and I think that was part of my frustration is that I'm thinking about other people in the situation as well. Like I know that my husband is in good hands and I'm still going to take care of him. And financially this is annoying, but I know that like he's going to be good and we're going to be good. But it's like, what happens when this is somebody brand new to your company? What if this is their mother that's probably trying to get out of the hospital and go home and they're trying to get care established. And this is what they have to go through Mm -hmm. just to get this set up because, and it's not making sense. So she, and my, my reference calls her back that Monday. So now she's talked to both my references. So we went through all of this and for what? Because again, you called me Thursday about it and you done got in touch with both of them by Monday. So then it turns, she never got the, she never got management to, to help her. She just kept working with me. Then I have to go in. Why am I coming in? No explanation as to why I need to come in. Oh, I just need to ask you a couple questions and then we need to do your physical. Okay. I didn't even know I need, like, it's just not even knowing what you need. So I didn't know I needed a physical. I needed to have my, um, fingerprinting done, which Mm. I had did for a different situation. So I was like, okay, well that should help speed it up because I already had my fingerprints done. I already had my, um, TB test done Mm -hmm. and I was going in for the physical. So come to find out my TB test, I needed to have two steps. Which they also never said to me, oh, why can you go back to the place that did the first step and see if they can do the second step? Because when I looked at the paperwork, you have a window to do the second step. I could have just went back there and got the second step mm. done. But instead, they had their doctor do my physical and give me the two steps for the TB test, which is like, I guess it takes a while because you have to do the first one, wait a couple days, have that one read, do the next one, wait a couple days, have that one read. The doctor was even poor he on the phone he trying to plan his trip back to africa and i'm not exaggerating he is literally on the phone with somebody talking about how he needs to go back to africa for two weeks he does my blood pressure he doesn't like the pressure that it gave him so he basically wouldn't finish my physical he's like well you have to come back in and get your tb read when you come back i'll do your physical then because i don't want to i don't want to record your blood pressure this high this man said, "Do was I stressed or did I have anxiety? I said, I live with anxiety, sir. I live with it. <laughs> it follow me everywhere I go. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> this name is Judd. <laughs> so now we're going through all of this paperwork process. And they're telling me, I finally, I go and get both. I think like the second one, I forget if it was the, sec- the second one placed. My second TB was being placed. And... They were going to train me on the system so that I could start working. Cause now Leon got approved for me to start working. So now April they're going to train me to start working and I get there and they're like, Oh, we don't have your results from your fingerprinting. So we can't train you. So I'm like, why don't you have my results? Because like Leon just said, April 5th, I was allowed to start working. I had my fingerprinting done March, in 28th. March for another situation that I already got the letter back in the mail that basically states like there, there no record came up for this individual. But what they didn't say was, so I go, I go to leave. I'm frustrated. So I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to be me again in front of these people in a, in a, in a office. So I go to leave and I say, I'm just frustrated because I haven't gotten paid and it's been almost two months. I go to get in my car. Who I don't know who decided to say something to the manager. Maybe she heard me. Mm-hmm. 
she calls me to say, I heard you were upset when you left and I'm here to help you. How can I help you? And I'm like, I, it ain't y'all. Like, it's not, I understand it's not y'all fault. I just didn't realize that part of this process was that like the letter I got from the state of Delaware stating that my record is clean and I'm clear to work. I didn't realize that wasn't enough. I didn't know y'all have a whole system that y'all have to go into to find out these results that Mm -hmm. are different from what I have. And I don't understand why you can't see it if I already got this letter in the mail. So she's like, let me look into it and call you back. She's never called me back. It is now on April's almost over. This woman never called me back. Um, but they say to me when I leave that day, Oh, well you have to come back to get your second, um, reading will train you then okay great but that ended up being what good friday that was good good friday yeah, the one he wasn't before there. yeah he wasn't there and i get there and it's like a ghost town because i guess most people took took it as a holiday so i'm like i'm supposed to be getting trained today and i have to get my ppd read oh there's nobody here to train you and we still don't have your results in but how y'all don't have my results in when y'all don't even know who you're talking to? This because this is somebody saying this is somebody who I can hear them talking, but I cannot see their face, mm-hmm. and nobody asks me my name. I'm not gonna believe that it's only me that y'all dealing with. If y'all running the whole company, I'm supposed to believe that y'all remember my name. You're the only one getting orange boarded this month. And they so this person right. from this office that I can't see their face is saying we still don't have your results in yet and the person that was supposed to train you didn't come in today and we are not really sure why but you can get your ppd read so i go upstairs to get the ppd read and that person's not there some other random person calls her to be like hey girl where are you just like this hey girl where you at (laughs) i was like where am i so she's oh i'm a couple minutes away um, you know, I'll get to it when I get there type of thing. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll wait. Cause at this point I don't put money in the meter. You know how much, not a lot of money, but I don't wasted so much money in the meter thinking I'm going to be in this place doing something longer than I actually was because all of these things kept happening that kept me from actually getting anything really done. So I'm like, I got time. I'll wait. He comes back and says to me, what we, t- what we can do and what we typically do when they're not here is we'll just take a picture of it and just text it to this number. I'm going to take the picture of myself and text it to this number. So I didn't even need to come in here. And why do y'all, why are y'all allowed to take a picture? I thought you had to like touch it and stuff. Like, why is this an acceptable way to process this? So now I come home, I leave, I take the picture, I text it in, I leave, I come home. Leon gets frustrated and he calls his person that works there. And she's like trying to figure out how to help us over the phone. But clearly the same person that was talking to me from their office that I couldn't see their face is talking to her in the background as she's on the phone with Leon. And we're basically getting the same answers of, which I feel like is, uh, what's the word for it? It's like passing a buck. Like Mm. it's, oh, the person that was going to train you, the person, I was like, well, why would somebody even give me a date to get trained if they, if my background wasn't like checked? Yeah. Well, because that person's job is to schedule you, but they don't always know that you didn't get cleared. But why? But y'all all work here, so why? Why is, why would y'all not improve that process to make sure that this person is double checking that this person is clear <laughs> to get trained? And then it was, oh, the person that was supposed to train you, ain't, they ain't even here today, and we don't know why. Oh, you must have came a little early because the person that did the PPD wasn't here either. Bruh upstairs told me that she was supposed to be here at nine thirty. It's ten fifteen. Like it was all these different, different like reasonings. And then it was, we don't, we are not sure what the issue is with the background check coming in. Um, it's out of our hands. We're waiting on the state. And then conveniently as we're on the phone, it's, oh, we just got an email saying that they still don't have your results in yet. Conveniently while we're on the phone with y'all, you happen to get this email. Cause I'm supposed to believe that the state of Delaware is sending out emails. I'm supposed to believe that. So at that point, I was just like, okay. So then we roll into Noel's spring break. And I com- not completely forgot, but like, because I'm trying to entertain her and I'm dealing with parenting, I don't realize that the whole week went by and I ain't heard nothing back from these people. I said, how is it a whole nother week when I went and got these fingerprints done forever ago? So then finally, we were just like, let's count our loss and go and start over somewhere else. 
And it's just so unfortunate and frustrating. I mean, I do see the blessing in it, but I do feel like it's so unfair and unfortunate that people have to go through this. People are dealing with this. And when you, it's already enough stress to be, to be taking care of a loved one, to have, to have your family member endure something that requires them to even need that much assistance that they have to hire help. And now here it is. You could be leaving your full-time job to do mm-hmm. this. You, your whole life can be com- turned completely upside down. And this is what you're dealing with just to be able to potentially make ends meet. Because honestly, it's not as if I really make that much money. Mm-hmm. So, especially compared to what I was making before, if other people are having to make that sacrifice or willing to make that sacrifice, and then you're not even like introducing me into this and rolling me into this in a way that makes me feel loved and supported. So we start over with another company and I find out from that company that the reason why they can't get my fingerprints is because when I had it done, I guess there's a certain box that you check because I was doing it for a different industry of work. Um, I don't know if it was on me or if it was the person that assisted me. They didn't check the other box, meaning that it allowed other people to be able to view my results. So now I have to go get them done all over again. Out of pocket. And I can either wait for an appointment at the location I originally went to, or I can drive an hour away from my house to go to this one location that you can just do a walk in. And that's when I realized like I'm overwhelmed and I'm ready to cry because not only has it been like two months of not getting paid, it's also realizing that like me thinking I had all of these things done actually don't mean anything like this. Like it's like that jiffa sheldon like throwing the papers up it's like oh my gosh like none of this matters because now this poor company won't and they're giving me the run around to even give me my ppd results to even give me my physical results and it's frustrating and i'm like then i'm starting to question myself of like am i defending myself enough or is it Or am I doing the right thing by protecting my peace and just going and having it done all over Mm -hmm. again? But then the process of having it done all over again and having to be in somebody's office, waiting in people's waiting rooms also hits you. And you're like, you start to wonder like, oh my God, did I do the right thing? Mm -hmm. I can't, am I, do I, am I really doing all of this all over again? Because I went back to the place that did my first PPD when I only did the one step and they couldn't do, they couldn't just do the second step. I think they could have did it had I done it sooner. I think I missed the window, which they also didn't explain that. They were like, oh no, we got to do it all over again. And I'm like, but like, I just was here in March. <laughs> Why you can't just do second one? Why you got to do it all over? And it's time consuming because the poor company, when they did theirs, they just did them back to back. This company is like, and it's like an urgent care. They're like, oh no, we have to wait eight days from the first one to do the second one because it has to be out of your system when we do the second one. And I'm like, mind you, this is total sidebar. When I was doing all of the onboarding stuff and like their training and paperwork for this poor company, I was telling Leon, it was all these tests I had to take. Mm -hmm. One of them had the answers in the thing. (laughs) I was like, all the answers are right here upside down. It sounds like the homeboy shopping network of health. Uh, like I feel like I wonder just, if it was just like we're just doing like we're just going through the motions I'm just here so I don't get fined like I'm just going through the motions of like getting this done but really we don't really care about these results cause like now I'm questioning like with the PPDs there's nobody has even called you back from them nobody has they even have called me back we've done two to three weeks it's been longer than that I well know, yeah good. it's been weeks and I don't know, maybe they maybe they caught the hint because I don't know what happens when you get your waiver changed. I was wondering too. Like they I wonder when, when I got you... the referral pool, they was like, oh, this nigga. Oh, and I think that's part that could be part of why they didn't want to give me my, my results because I honestly felt like they were owed to me because it's my body. But I also felt like knowing that I'm paying out of pocket for all of this stuff because I have to pay for the PPD again. I have to I pay for the physical because I didn't think that my doctor was going to have an opening soon enough. 
Then come to find out and realize if I would have known that the PPDs was that far apart, I should have just seen if she had an appointment. Mm. But I paid for a physical at this urgent care because I'm like, let me get everything done because it's been two months since I've had a paycheck. Trying to do everything we can um, do as fast as we can. But yeah, I'm wondering also if it was because they're technically paying for it, if that was why they probably didn't want to give me my results because this was something that they paid for. So it's just been a headache. Um, I mean, and this is why I said the blessing in it is now... Since we decided to switch companies, somebody has to come out to talk to him about like his end of it because I did it already. I'm done. No, no, no. I'm saying when oh, it came oh, out, oh. it's like they have to come out because you're the client. They have to tell you what services they offer, what you can expect. They have to do their whole thing on that end of it. And when they did that, he found out that five other people from this poor company also left and came to this company that we're with now. And one of them is old. 3k i thought you said it was six six. yeah yeah i thought you said it was six thousand (laughs) dollars from this company and so that's when i'm kind of like it's hard and it's frustrating and i cried plenty of tears and i'm you know having to figure out how to make up the difference from what i didn't get for two months but i'm also like i guess it's better than not knowing what would have happened had we stayed with them like had my had my fingerprinting thing worked out perfectly fine would i have been months from now or potentially even who knows weeks even before i would have realized that i made this huge mistake trying to sign up with this company and then the company that i'm with now actually pays even more than the poor company would have paid so i'm just still in the process of finishing it i have to do my the last thing is the second step of the ppd and then i think after that i should be good to go yeah yeah it's been it's been a whirlwind and i've been really waiting to share all of this um and i feel weird that i don't have a happy ending (laughs) a spa down chinatown you said you wanted a happy ending (laughs) wait and i'm all i'm all slow i'm like Oh, remember I wanted to go to like the beauty school? I think they do massages. <laughs> no, I think I meant a happy no, ending in terms no, of like there's no there's no closure right now. There's no closure. Um I'm just tired. I'm just tired. It's always I feel like it's always something. I think even with closure, if if we would have ended this episode saying, and now I'm fully employed with this A plus company and I'm getting paid again and your waiver is all where it's supposed to be, I think the part that's not happy is that this is still our life and like we don't know if there's going to be another change uh you know because especially when you don't know what the government going to do when it comes to they're cutting spending now they're trying because yeah and i'm hoping that where i'm at is a good place to work for it but what happens if it's not you know like it's just if it feels like there's never an ending in sight which i guess i would rather be okay with than like you dying or something so I don't want God to be like, I could end it all. (laughs) (laughs) But that's our story. We're sticking to it. No, that's our story. That's what's been going on this week or month. Always something. What's going to be for the summer? If you are watching this and you watch this whole episode, comment below if you've dealt with anything like this or what you think about families having to endure these things or if you're going through it your your experience your trauma yeah if you know and if you know good ways to vet companies let us know and we thank you guys for listening we will see you guys in two weeks Bye. bye